When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Update you on some odds. The picks are flying off fast and furiously, so we're trying to get you as much information as possible. And our NFC West correspondent comes in now, and that is George Kurtz. Uh, the pick we saw, the two picks we saw during the break, uh, were Brandon Jones, safety from University of Texas, and Josh Jones, the offense. Well, no, sorry, Justin Matabique, Justin Matabique, uh from Texas A&M defensive tackle. Gosh, that was not the name that I thought was going to trip me up, and it did. Matabike. <laughs> Matabike, that's it. So, uh, Justin Matabike from uh, Texas A&M. And now, George, uh, Josh Jones, a tackle from Houston, uh, out of Houston, somebody that we thought might have been drafted a lot earlier this evening. But to the Cardinals' credit, we thought that they should be potentially addressing that position last night early. But they're actually able to get a quality player here in the early third round. Once again, another team that got a gift from God, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they got they got the break last night. Maybe one of the better players of the draft slipped a little bit. They take him, BPA. I'm fine with that. And then Josh Jones, who certainly should have gone earlier than this, and they get their protection for Kyler Murray. Uh, Murray, I know this week had complained, or I shouldn't say complained, had suggested that they draft him a wide receiver. That wasn't going to happen. He should be very happy that they get him protection. He's a mobile quarterback, which means he's going to hold on to the ball a little longer than most. He needs that protection, that extra half second to second to throw the ball. Love this for the Cardinals. Hey, George, let me ask you this, because, yeah, last night, right, when they went Simmons, we thought that this could an offensive tackle could be the pick again to protect Kyler Murray. Can you get into the head of the war room? We know Cliff Kingsbury has a beautiful house. We've seen that already. Amazing but house. Jones still out there on the board, right? When the last, I don't know, four, five, six picks are happening, what do you think is going on in their decisions to maybe trade up to get the last tackle that was at this level that could have been a first-round pick? Or they decide to take, again, that calculated risk and welcome the gift from God. What do you think is the dynamic, the conversation with Kingsbury and the GM when they see that they have this opportunity to kind of hold? Well, you're playing high-stakes poker, right? I mean, who who was going to take him? I I can't believe Jones lasted this long. I mean, I I had him, even if they're teams I cover. Braveheart, you know, like hold, hold, and they're holding, and they still get the tackle. I mean, but look at this, the teams I cover. Rams, I would have taken Jones last round if I were them. All right, Seahawks, all right, they took a guard, so they, they took the offensive lineman, and they never seemed to want to protect Wilson, but I, w- I would have taken Jones there as well. And finally, it just falls to the Cardinals perfectly. 
I said, I have no problem with the Simmons pick in round one at 1-8, right? He was a great player. Uh, I think teams were a little afraid of what, where to put him. Is he linebacker? Is he safety? Is he tweener? At the, is he at the line of scrimmage? Is he in the secondary? Whatever. And then the Cardinals say, hey, we're taking best player available. We get that. There's no way they expected Josh Jones to be their second, you know, their next pick in the third round. No way they expected this. And it's, once again, it's another team that's having a great draft. There are quite a few teams where the players are just falling nicely. We generally don't see this. George, Arizona, of course, we know about the sacks, 50 sacks given up, six most in the NFL. However, I want to switch over to the run game. How does this move with adding another lineman in Josh Jones help open up the Cardinals' run game? Well, this is good news, right? I mean, once again, uh, offensive linemen not only protect the quarterback, they also open up holes. So maybe he's someone Kenyon Drake could, uh, could run behind. I thought actually they might go Zach Morse here. Once again, teams like to have those two running backs. So I thought maybe they might go Morse as a surprise pick there. But they uh, they really believe in Drake. They want to sign him to a long-term contract. He has to be happy with this as well. Once again, there's nothing more important. Really, you win in football on the lines, the defensive line and the offensive line. If you have good lines, they're not sexy picks. You can't sell it to your fan base. No one wants to hear you. So you drafted Josh Jones. You're not going to sell tickets that way, but you will win football games that way. Yeah, at present, they have no issues at wide receiver. They have Drake. They obviously have the QB. They signed Devon Kennard, Devondre Campbell, and Jordan Phillips on a variety of different deals. So they signed defenders. They drafted Isaiah Simmons. As you're saying, George, it sort of fell to them. Can we just talk about Cliff's house for a minute? You know, we've been talking here for a few hours. Cliff Kingsbury's house, I know he's rich, but the price, the cost of living in Phoenix, sign me up. Because that was not just a nice house. That was a freaking mansion. And he's got a cabana. And he's got I grass. I actually loved, there was, a, there was a picture that said what quarantine should look like showing his house. And then you show, <laughs> I think it was Mike Vrabel's house with someone standing behind him in a unitard, a Tennessee yeah. unitard. Yeah, That's what quarantine actually is like. That's and right. I completely relate, related to it. He's got a cabana. <laughs> he's got a little wading pool there. I don't know if it's a real pool. I think it's a decorative pool. He's got a grass uh, concrete combo there, which is unbelievable. Huge glass, uh, seal, uh, you know, ceiling to floor windows. He doesn't own socks, apparently. And he was dressed up like it was a Friday night and he was draft night. So that's, that's it. That's my Cliff Kingsbury rant. I'm uh, clearly jealous. It's a nice house. What am I going to say? Yacht over Cliff Kingsbury's house. Well, yeah. It's the biggest yacht I've ever seen in my life. So, of course, you would, I guess you would take that. I didn't think that. it was a house. When I saw that this afternoon, I thought it was like he was at a complex. No, he's got that's the big his house. Windows. He had the big windows. He had a big light. It looked like a building he was in, not a house. And you realize later, like, that's his house. It looks but like an office plugs? building. Where are, the, where are the electrical outlets to plug anything in? He must have cables running all over that house that you can't see. Nah, he up, did say up, that. They find, a way to hide, they find a way to hide them. Had to. Like, it's just too big. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind living there. Yeah. Ariel, thoughts on Cliff's house? Um, I think it's beautiful. And I think that he's one of those people that, as I mentioned, about Major League Baseball players and athletes might having to be quarantined for a few weeks away or months away from their families. If I could live in a house like that, sayonara, buddy. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Good point. All right. So back to the draft picks. Let's see where we're at right now. So, all right. We're at the Jaguars. Yeah, George, I do think that we have Jared in the waiting room to talk about the Jaguars. Not stuff. to knock you off, George. I love I love talking to you. <laughs> Be good. Enjoy the draft. <laughs> we'll have you back soon later, buddy. All right, Jared, uh, Jared Smith. Uh, find him on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. And we got the Jags coming up. You've had a lot of Jaguars talk. Man, if anybody's talked about the Jaguars more than you on air on any network recently, I would be surprised. A lot of Jags talk out of Jared Smith. How are you doing on any of your wagers? Uh, wagers turned out pretty good tonight. Actually, very profitable night. Uh, we just hit the from over 57 and a half. Uh, honestly, the only picks that I lost tonight, I lost an under on John or I lost an over on Jonathan Taylor that ended up going under and then a couple of long shot props. I had, uh, the first pick of this round to be Josh Jones, the first pick of the second round to be Josh Jones. And I, I don't understand what happened to Josh Jones. You guys just talked about him against, uh, with Arizona. I mean, this was a guy in the first round who, you know, could have been a first round tackle. And we talked about Arizona needing a tackle in the first round. Well, they got one in the third round. The Andre Hopkins was basically their second round pick. And they got Isaiah Simmons, who could be. And so the Cardinals had a very good draft. 
Uh, I did not have a great draft, though, uh, because of the Cardinals and because uh, they didn't take a tackle in the first round. But my wagers aside, uh, the AFC South has been very interesting uh, in this round and in the second round as well. Uh, We're seeing basically the Jaguars rebuild their entire team, guys, in this second round. Uh, and now into the third round, it's it's been an impressive draft for Jacksonville thus far tonight. So, Jared, let me ask you, what do you think they do to keep it going? They get the two defensive studs yeah. in round one. And now the question is, you know, what do they really want their offense to be? You know, depending on we already saw what they did earlier tonight. But, you know, you got Gardner Minshew there. Some people think this could be a landing spot for one of the free agent quarterbacks. I think there's a legitimate question on. Are the Jacksonville Jaguars tanking on the offensive side of the ball? Mm. They add more here. Where do you think they go here with pick 73? I think they stay with the defense. I think they go up front. Uh, Calais Campbell, a guy who, you know, has to be replaced. Uh, So there's a couple of good guys. And they did just take a defensive tackle out of Ohio State, Davon Hamilton. And and this is an absolute road-grading defensive tackle uh, who played for a very good Ohio State team last season. I love this pick. I love what the Jags have done in this draft. Uh, They go SEC defense in day one. They get the corner to replace Jalen Ramsey. They get the linebacker who can rush the passer and Kalevon chase on. Then here today, they get the wide receiver to replace Marquise Lee. And now they get a big run stuffing tackle. Davon Hamilton, absolute monster, 6'4", over 300 pounds. He's going to excel at stopping the run. Obviously not going to be a guy that can get after the passer like a like a like a Javon Kinlaw, maybe can or a Derek Brown. This is a guy who's going to be put in packages to stop the run. But again, Jacksonville has rebuilt their entire defense over the last two days as they now pick up their third defensive player of this draft. As you talk about rebuilding, as we've mentioned, Henderson, Chason, Hamilton on the defensive side of the ball. Out of these three, how many of them can you see being week one starters? I mean, you would hope in the first three rounds, that's that's usually the goal, Ariel, is is in the first three rounds of the draft, you're drafting starters. And that's why a lot of people are, you know, scratching their head at what uh, the Packers did tonight, because they don't you know, they might not have gotten two starters with their first two round picks. So I I would expect Jacksonville, especially considering how young and rebuilding this Jaguars team is going to be. I mean, absolutely. The first two, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, Henderson could be one of the best rookie corners, could be the best rookie corner in this class. Chase on getting after the passer, I think, needs a little bit of polish, but he's going to get a lot of opportunities to do so because the Jaguars really need it. Uh, And absolutely, Hamilton, you would expect uh, him to be in those sub packages, those run defense packages. He'll be on the field on early downs. And Jerry, you talked about the building up, uh, the rebuilding the defense. Uh, Clearly, uh, at the at the all three levels is what they've done here over the last two nights. So uh, they started at corner. Uh, they moved up to linebacker, uh, edge rusher, and then they ha- now have the tackle. So, look, it, it was the least talented roster in the league going into this week along with the Bengals. I think both of those teams are making strides. Obviously, you need to hit on a few of these, but they're focused primarily on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they have a few pieces on offense that they'll work with around Minshew. I think there's still a lot more changes to be made here uh, with Jacksonville, whether it's GM or coach or quarterback or whatever, long-term, at least defensively, you have some pieces. Yeah, keep this in mind, too. David Caldwell, the GM uh, of the Jaguars, even though they've kind of shuffled Tom Coughlin in and then out in that time period, Caldwell's been a constant. And him and Doug Marone have actually gone back a few years. It's it's a unique relationship that that it's Coughlin that gets the boot and Marone and Caldwell stay. My point being, this is a, a, a Jacksonville organization that pretty much built up their entire, you know, run uh, with that Blake Bortles team all through the draft. Was, those are all homegrown guys, Campbell yeah. and Ramsey. And, you know, so this is something that Caldwell's done before. They're basically wiping the slate clean. They want to get rid of Ngakwe. They want to get rid of Fournette. Uh, they've already cut Marquise Lee. They traded away Campbell. They traded away Rand. I mean, this is literally a fresh start for this Jaguars team, and they've done a really good job in this draft rebuilding from the ground up. And now at all three levels, you said it, up front, linebacker, and in the defensive back position, they also got a very versatile wide receiver. The Jags theoretically have drafted four starters to replace four starters that departed in those key areas in this draft. You've got to give David Caldwell a lot of credit and his team for what they've done. Biggest faller in the draft, sorry, sorry, biggest faller in the draft just gets selected. Zach Bond, the outside linebacker from Wisconsin, uh, gets selected here. Go ahead, Dave. 
I was going to ask just about that exact thing um, because I know Jared is plugged into the Big Ten. One of the fallers was Zach Bond. You know, Jared, as we were talking about the Saints, it is the New Orleans Saints who traded up to get him. We were talking about them last night as having a need for the linebacker position. We thought about potentially Kenneth Murray. We talked about potentially Patrick Queen. They are able to now go up and get Zach Bond as really the last, the last linebacker that was receiving, say, first or second round grades, and they add him to the middle of that defense. Defense. I know you're clued into the Big Ten. What do you think about the Saints moving up to get the Wisconsin linebacker? Yeah, I mean, you've got to be happy if you're a Saints fan. I mean, I mean, to me, that's that's huge uh, to be able to get this kid. You know, Bond it wasn't really known on a lot of draft boards. I mean, this is an older guy. He's, you know, he's a, he's a graduate senior out of Wisconsin. So, you know, he's almost 24 years old. Uh, but he had a really successful back half of his career. Uh, really... He gave a lot of tackles problems because he has a really quick first step, a little bit undersized for an edge rusher, and I think that's what he's going to have to grow into. But very impressive uh, numbers for him, very impressive measurables of the combine, really shot up the board late. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him at, at, as a top 50 grade in the entire draft. Right. Uh, so for the Saints to get him in the third round and to fill a position of need, good. I mean, this this NFC South, what the Bucks have done, what the Saints have done. I, I mean, Atlanta got the guy they wanted in the first round as well. I mean, this is this is going to be a really good NFC South division this season. And Carolina's rebuilt their entire defense in a day because guess what? You've got Brady, Breeze, and Ryan uh, as the other three quarterbacks in your division. So the yeah. NFC South, very, very intriguing uh, division next season. Could be the best one in football. Yeah, no joke. Good, good stuff, Jared. Appreciate it. A lot of Jags talk out of you, but it's all been informative. I appreciate the Big Ten insight as well. We're going to bring in, you find him on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. We'll bring in next our college football expert, Joe Lisi, a guy that I hosted uh, the erstwhile XFL today with, but we're regular hosts of Football Full Circle, and we had him on a couple of times recently talking about prospects. So, let, I'm just going to give you a, a little appetizer first, and then we can launch into any variety of topics. The most recent picks were Zach Bond and Jonah Jackson, uh, the guard out of Ohio State. Thoughts on the, either of those two players? Yeah, to me, Bond is a, just a blue-collar player. I mean, he's always around the football, tops in tackles for Wisconsin, Mike, and tops in sacks for that ball club. So they're going to be missing Zach Bond in terms of his performance in 2020, but he's a run-stuffer. He's a guy that's going to be there and run support. He can run sideline to sideline, but his strength is not in pass coverage. So that's going to be a weakness in his game, but in run support, he'll be around the football, a blue-collar guy like a key for Carolina back in the day. So he's a blue-collar player that you definitely want on your ball club. Hey, Joe, we just see that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have selected Keyshawn Vaughn, a running back out of Vanderbilt. Tampa Bay, we knew they were in the market for a running back that could complement Ronald Jones, maybe be a pass-catching back. What do you think about this pick added to these weapons that Tom Brady now has at his disposal, Vaughn going to Tampa Bay? Yeah, Vaughn's an interesting player in the sense of he's a 1,000-yard rusher and possibly the best player on Vanderbilt's team from, from an offensive perspective. But in terms of big matchups, Dane, in terms of big games against LSU, against those stronger teams within the SEC, he his game was non-existent. And that's the one concern that I have is that against lesser, smaller defensive fronts, he was able to compile yards. But against those big physical defensive lines within the SEC, that's where he struggled. And that's where his game does have some concerns for Tampa Bay. But when you're throwing the football all around, that seems to loosen up opposing defenses in terms of the front seven. So as long as they have success throwing the football, he could have success late in ball games in terms of those running lanes. Joe, keep it, keeping it here with the running backs, DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor were the two running backs projected to be the first two running backs. Then you see it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who goes out of LSU as the first running back off the board to the Kansas City Chiefs. Why was it Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going instead of those other two? You know, it's interesting when you look at Hilaire, uh, Edwards Hilaire, because of his ability to catch the football out of the backfield. Now, two years ago, he split time with Brissett that went on to the XFL and didn't cut it in the league. But I think when you look at his game, he's built low to the ground, Ariel, and he's very difficult to bring down. He utilizes the spin move. I said it on Twitter. He reminds me of a young Emmett Smith in that regard. The only concern I have for Kansas City taking him with the last overall pick, a lot of carries last year, 
for LSU. He didn't split time a lot, and that's going to be a concern heading into the league in year number one. Can he stand up to the wear and tear each and every week? Because I do feel that DeAndre Swift was the best running back in this draft. So uh, Joe Lisi is going to be hanging out with us for a little while here on the Sports Grid Draft Special. So we'll come back after this, uh, talk a little bit more about some of the players, some of the surprises of day two of the NFL Draft. Back in a minute on the Sports Grid Draft Special. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And we're back. We're back on the Sports Group Draft Special. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Joe Lisi, you find him on Twitter at go for the 2 the number two. Uh, he's uh, our college football expert. So he's going to hang out here with us for a while. We're going to ask him a, a whole variety of questions, keep him on his toes. But, Joe, I said, I was, I said during the break I'd start you out with your Dolphins, but I'm going to be selfish. How about my guy, A.J. Dillon? He's the only B.C. guy that's going to get drafted this weekend, and he went late second round. Uh, I'm only surprised, I think, in that he went to the Packers. I think he's got the talent to be a second-round running back. Um, give me your thoughts on him. Well, we spoke about it, Mike. If this was two or three years ago, A.J. Dillon would be the number one running back taken yeah. in the NFL draft. But they went away from that style of running back. They want the Alvin Kamara slash Tariq Cohen type of running back that can catch the football out of the backfield and be utilized like Dalvin Cook in terms of the short intermediate passing game. But A.J. Dillon is a guy that's going to move the chains between the A and B gaps, north and south. And that's what Aaron Rodgers really needs. Now, they j drafted Jamal Williams a few years ago out of uh, BYU. They thought he would be that type of player. Now they get A.J. Dillon. How do they utilize him in that offense? That remains to be seen a, a, a head scratcher if you're a Green Bay fan because I don't think that pick was warranted for A.J. Dillon. Hey, Joe, you talked about how Zach Bond was one of the fallers. I want to ask you about some of these other guys who expected to hear their names called a little bit earlier than there was. There was the offensive tackles, whether it's Josh Jones or Ezra Cleveland at the wide receiver position, a guy like Denzel Mims. Which of the people who have fallen throughout this draft are you the most surprised by? 
I think it was Mims overall, and it wasn't because of I was shocked that he was in terms of that caliber, but a lot of people hyped Denzel, Denzel Mims as a raw athletic talent that was just going to catapult into the first round. And when you look at his game, 6'3", 197, you know, he compiled a lot of yards against mediocre defenses within the Big 12, and that's the concern that I had for C.D. Lamb going up against Jerry Judy. Why Judy's the more complete wide receiver? Same thing with Denzel Mims. He compiled against mediocre Big 12 defenses, and when he stepped up against elite competition, didn't wow you. He's a raw product. He's a guy that really isn't going to take the top off the defense, but he can run short to intermediate routes and box out in red zone opportunities, and that's where he'll be effective on the next level. But expecting him to just be like this explosive player in year number one, like Judy or, or Lamb for that matter, I just don't see it. It feels like it's been a while since we've talked about the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. However, there's Jake Fromm out of Georgia, Jacob Eason out of Washington, still on the board. Which of these two quarterbacks can you see going first and to where? Well, I, I think Jacob Eason's going to be the steal of the draft out of this quarterback class. He's a big kid, 6'6", about 225 pounds, a live arm. And he started in Georgia a couple of years ago, led that team to an 8-5 and record, Transferred to Washington with Chris Peterson, didn't have elite talent around them, and still threw for 23 touchdown passes last year. So he's a quarterback that, in terms of leadership, needs to mature a little bit. But in the right scheme, Ariel, I think he could be one of the best quarterbacks in this draft class because of the strength of his arm. Needs to be put in the right system, but... I think it's Jake Eason. Jake Fromm, to me, is Aaron Murray 2.0. He's a quarterback that needs a running game to work off a of play action, a bit undersized. And in terms of pocket presence and mobility, he's not that type of quarterback that can roll out and beat you with his legs. So he needs to be in a perfect system to excel in the NFL. Yeah, it should be noted uh... – we had four quarterbacks taken in the first round. The record is five, which was the Lamar, the Baker Makefield, uh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, the forgotten one, uh, Sam Darnold, the Lamar Jackson draft, uh, and last night was four. It's uh, you know second most ever taken. And then we haven't had anybody since. So the Jake Fromm, Jake Eason names are on the board. James Morgan, uh, other names out there. Nate Stanley, uh, a few other names that we'll keep tracking. And Joe, I, I, Joe and I have talked about it a lot. He's like Jacob Eason. He thought he might even sneak into the end of the first round. As we've discussed, though, there really aren't that many very needy uh, QB teams, although one of the teams that took one last night I didn't consider to be QB needy either. But let's get back to uh, recent picks. Michael Ojemudia uh, out of Iowa, Matt Hennessy out of Temple. You love Iowa guys, Lisi. I know that about you. But so uh, whether it's him or somebody else, in this third round so far, Logan Wilson, Julian Oquara, Ashton Davis, anybody in this third round thus far that you think is a real steal? I think it's Tennessee from Temple that just went off the board for Atlanta, blue-collar kid. And when you look at Temple tough, that translates on the next level. I think that that was a concern for Atlanta and Matty Ice last year. A lot of people thought because they had a, a few number ones on that offensive line that they would just step up and they would give him time. And he struggled from an offensive line perspective. That team struggled as well. The yeah. inconsistency in the rushing attack. Hennessy's a guy that he's a blue-collar type of player. He's physical at the point of attack. He can open up those running lanes. He can be the leader of that offensive line. So I think it's a solid pick for Atlanta moving forward. And if he starts and cracks that lineup, this could be a special season for Matt Ryan and Atlanta in terms of offensive. Three, three draft picks on the offensive line in the last two seasons. So the rebuild continues. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Hey, Joe, you know, my timing is not good because my Jets are up here. So I would want you to give me some instant reaction on whoever their pick is. But in lieu of that, I want to ask you about the wide receiver position, okay? Because this has been one of the things I've been talking about over the last two nights. It seems, you know, you said if he gets in the right scheme, and it seems like there's different kinds of wide receivers, right? You got your tall, big-bodied guys, whether that's the Claypools, the Higgins that are out there and some others. And then you have these guys that are yards after the catch kind of threats, guys you could put all over the field. For example, Philadelphia went that route with Rieger. We've seen guys like K.J. Hamler. Talk to me when you are seeing these guys at the college level. How do these two style of wide receivers really distinguish themselves? And what do you look for, you know, in the Baskin-Robbins 31 flavors of 
it all. <laughs> well, I think that's a great point, Dana, in terms of the, the, the transition from the college game to the NFL game. We've started to see it on the NFL level, and, and both leagues start to mirror each other. I think when you, let's just look at both of those players, Jalen Rager and K.J. Hamler. I, I like K.J. Hamler more than I like Jalen Rager in that matter because I think Jalen Rager was a, a player that just really put up a lot of athletic stats in terms of the combine and wow people in that regard. When I watched his game in terms of the Big 12, stepped up, produced. But again, he didn't wow me in the sense that I needed Jalen Rager on my team, especially number one overall, uh, you know, in terms of the first round draft pick for Philadelphia. I think you look at the the look at the Kansas City Chiefs for that matter. Sammy Watkins, he didn't put up the type of uh, numbers in Buffalo. And then when you put him in that type of offensive scheme with Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams, Kelsey, the tight end, he's a different type of player and has different type of production. Same thing with these wide receivers. I look at the two that went in the first round. When you look at uh, C.D. Lamb and when you look at Jerry Judy, how are you going to use him? Jerry Judy's a complete wide receiver to me. I look at C.D. Lamb, he's a Michael Thomas type of guy that I think will really excel in terms of red zone opportunities where he can box out, he can utilize his big physical frame and jump and catch the football at its highest point. So if that's what you're looking for, C.D. Lamb is like a Cortland Sutland type of player. That's that's the way I, I... I make that comparison. Jerry Judy, to me, is just he's he can do it all. He's a number one. He can play slot. You could utilize him in terms of fly sweeps. That's how you do it in, in terms of that. Sorry, I interrupted because they got the pass rusher that I mm-hmm. wanted. I said mm-hmm. this before. I wanted one of the pass rushers out of Florida. And, Joe, this is the pick. Jabari Zaninga, an edge rusher out of Florida. They had two edge rushers who I thought could have been third-round picks. Talk to me. Did the Jets get the right one? They did. And, and yeah. if this was about a year ago, he'd be a first-round selection. So he's definitely physical at the point of attack, especially in run support. He's going to come off the edge. You're going to have to account for two players at, with him at all times, possible tight end to chip him. He's a player that plays with a motor, uh, Dane, in terms of blue collar. He's going to come at you on each and every play, and he's not going to come off the football field. So I think that's a solid pick for New York. I think that's more of a solid pick, how about this, than Mikey Becton, their first-round offensive tackle. Yeah, I think he's going to have bigger upside in terms of that. I think Becton, to me, he wowed people in the NFL combine. I understand why he was a first-round talent. But this kid, I think, is the, is a better pick overall in terms of value and his upside for the New York Jets. And as a Dolphin fan, slightly disappointed. Joe, the safeties dropping was another big storyline in the first round. Zero safeties drafted last night. However, we saw a run of them today. Why did we not see any safeties go on the first night of this draft? Yeah, I just think when you look at the safeties overall, it wasn't an elite class. Now, I like Winfield. I like Delpit in terms of that. But let's be honest, the big safety like Jeremy Chin that was taken in terms of that regard, they're a dime a dozen now. I mean, unless you have a complete safety in terms of 220 that can run sideline to sideline, the way the NFL game is built, it's almost like a seven-on-seven schematic where you need cover guys. You don't really need safeties, and that's the difference. That's why these players that are interchangeable in the sense they can play safety and corner, they're more valuable than just a flat-out safety, and that's why you see them in the second and third rounds respectively. Yeah, Joe, I'll focus a little bit on some of the other things that happened in the second round as well. You know, Jonathan Taylor going to the Colts is really interesting. You talked about Hamler a little bit. Um, Let's talk. I'm going to bring it back to my Steelers, though, because we've had a couple people talk about Chase Claypool, but I haven't had heard you comment uh, at length about him. He's a little bit different of a receiving target for the Steelers that they've had in recent years. Uh, they've really had smaller, uh, smaller receivers, smaller, quicker uh, wide receivers. But uh, Chase Claypool at 6'4", 238 is a huge target for them. 
He really is. He boxes out as well. I like his game, and I'll give you two comps. I'll give you an old comp for Penn State. He reminds me of a Joe Jerevicious type and an Alan Lazard type for, for Green Bay, that type of body frame. So that's what I see out of Chase Claypool. And in terms of his game, he stepped up against Georgia. SEC defense, he had a solid game. So that's what you look for. And I, I again, I think he's still slightly raw, Mike, but I think he's going to develop. He'll, he has solid hands he developed all year in in terms of his tenure there at Notre Dame I think it's a solid pick for the uh, Steelers offense and put him in the in the right scheme as well you got to utilize his size as well utilize his size in the offense allow him to box out he's not going to be this guy that takes the top off the defense like a Tyree kill but you can mismatch him on nickelbacks and linebackers and he's going to put up a lot of yards and a lot of receptions for fantasy players Joe, I've got to ask you about the New England Patriots. Always going small school. They're going Lenore Ryan with the safety, Kyle Duger. Why do the Patriots always seem to find these players where other teams don't look to them? Well, I think it's because they can afford to do that, Ariel. And, and you look at that pick over all in terms of his safety and, and what he does, he's always around the football. And when you look at the two twins, the Devin McCourty and the McCourty twins, they're coming back this year for 2020. So they can, uh, uh, excuse me, they can teach him the ropes in terms of how to understand it and read coverage. He's still a little raw in terms of facing elite competition. And that's the one thing I think when you look at his game that they'll be able to teach along with Bill Belichick, he coaches up defensive backs. That's the one thing in his in terms of his coaching acumen that he's been able to do. And he finds these diamonds in the rough because they recruit and they watch the college that's what's game. That's always so interesting to me because there's all these there's all this talk, especially this year, with not being able to invite players in, with wanting to make sure that these players have faced competition. The SEC, the Big Ten, everyone always puts their emphasis on those players, yet the New England Patriots don't seem to care so much. How have you in the past seen these types of players translate into the NFL? Well, one is Tariq Cohen. How about that? I mean, you know, another one Right. And another one's from my former alma mater, Chase Edmonds from Arizona a few years ago in terms of the fourth round. Now, it's very rare that you reach up, you know, late first round, early second round and take these guys. I think they're more of a value pick second, third round. But if a coach like Bill Belichick finds certain attributes that he feels he can coach up to the next level in an area of need. And I think that's the biggest thing is that New England could afford a year to coach this kid up and then in 2021 he really steps up for that ball club so that's what they've been able to do because when they draft ariel they draft for multiple needs they just don't take a player that is a plug and play type of player they look to plug him in a multitude of areas to utilize his strengths and weaknesses so joe the the raiders keep going uh keep going raiders on us and uh, they just drafted lynn bowden uh, Kentucky he obviously played QB there, projected as a wide receiver at this level. A crazy athlete. If you see any of the high school clips out there and obviously some of the college clips, he blows you away. What is your realistic expectation for him to be a receiver at this level? Well, I think it's huge upside because of his size, his versatility and athleticism. Put it this way, Limbo and led the team in terms of passes. He was the starting quarterback at the end of the year, led the team in rushing with 1,200 rushing yards and led the team with 30 receptions. That's how good Lynn Bowden was. And they were eight and five strictly because he took over at the helm and they transitioned into a triple, basically a triple option attack with him at the helm. They only averaged 55 passing yards last seven games of the year. So he's a player that's going to play the slot, but he's also a player that you could utilize him like Taysom Hill. He doesn't have his type of size, but the athleticism is there to put in specific packages for Lynn Bowden in that offense. And, and trust me, they're going to utilize him in a big way. He's going to be a huge fantasy player immediately, in my opinion. He's like a Jalen Samuels type of player. And I know I said that because of your Pittsburgh Steelers. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> 
I think uh, I, I would have a question for you, but I think we're going to break soon. But to tee it up for you, Joe, you're talking about all these guys who can be versatile, whether it's the pa Patriots safety on offense, but it's not happening on defense. You talk about Isaiah Simmons. Are we getting to a place, Joe, or eventually we're getting to kind of positionless football on defense and that amoeba defense? Is that going to start to reign supreme? We're seeing a lot of coaches just kind of pick guys that they want to utilize in a lot of different ways. It really is because, Dane, when you look at the game from a defensive perspective, it's not physicality anymore. It's the ability to tackle in space is the biggest, biggest thing that you look for in terms hey, of – Joe, we're going to head to break. Pause right there. We'll try and get you on the other side. We'll come back with Joe Lisi a little bit more on the Raiders after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Daddy, what are you doing? Crazy. That the Raiders like certain guys, but I'm starting to get the sense that they think they're a little smarter than everybody else. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're good players, but they go Lynn Bowden and Brian Edwards, two wide receivers back to back. What are your thoughts on those two guys? Well, I really, I really like the selection of Lynn Bowden did not like the Brian Edwards selection as much. Yeah. Um, Edwards is a guy that like a lot of the, um, you know, the film grinders, the guys who they, uh, they watch all the tape and everything. They, they think that Edwards is pretty good. And I mean, you know, I think that, uh, I think that the Raiders looked at their roster and they, they identified wide receiver as a big position of need. I also think that they will play uh, Lynn Bowden as a running back. Uh, they'll have some wildcat stuff for him. You know, they'll give him 80, 90, you know, total uh, sort of interactions. If he works out, you know, this is saying if, uh, if he gets to their, their practice facility and he's, you know, a quality NFL player. So uh, I, 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 I at least see the vision of what Gruden is trying to put together here. I, I like, I like what they're doing. Hey Davis, let me ask you, I know you're a Cowboys fan as well. The Cowboys just selected Neville um, Galmore out of Oklahoma, D-tackle. Didn't they just bring in Gerald McCoy to help in that defensive front? How do you think the fit is here with this pick, or are they just adding more to the trenches? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the, this. Uh, so a big thing of this Cowboys regime since Stephen Jones has started to make more of the calls has just been trying to really load up on defensive linemen in the middle rounds of the draft. That's normally the position they get the most in undrafted free agency. Uh, sometimes it works out. They have a lot of guys that they are, are rotating in. Uh, Gallimore is like, a, you know, a, a B minus defensive line prospect. He probably will not make or break this draft. I think uh, he, he's the sort of guy that uh, if he plays 400 snaps a year for them, gets, you know, four or five sacks from the interior, you're feeling very good about what they got from him. Dave, it's a team that hasn't really been looking in the trenches, has been the Vegas Raiders. Now they've gone three wide receivers, a cornerback. How come the Vegas Raiders have not gone offensive or defensive line? You know, it's a, it's a pretty good question because I think that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have one of the worst defensive lines in football. They have had one of the worst defensive lines since they traded away Khalil Mack. And, you know, maybe maybe Gruden is just trying to say, I don't think that we can win with the money that we're paying Derek Carr right now. You know, maybe maybe we got to find a way off Carr's contract. Maybe we got to find maybe they maybe they just wanna... and not protect him. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, so that is that is a good point. You know, I, I, I and you you feel like Gruden, you know, he's such a football guy. You feel like he would want those those big offensive linemen, those big, you know, super nasty uh, defensive linemen. And it just it's not been the way that they've approached things. Uh, OK, so the Broncos are up here. Uh, what, what is, they take uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, the ninth LSU player to be drafted here. So uh, any thoughts here specifically? Uh, you're, you're racking up all your picks here, AFC West and the Cowboys. What do you think of Cushenberry here? I mean, this guy was like at the beginning of draft season was mocked in the first round. A couple yeah. of times. Like, yeah, there were there were people who thought that he would go in the first round. You know, maybe he had a bad combine. Maybe he didn't interview well, whatever. Uh, I mean, it, it's very hard to say like, you know, these LSU guys, they they made every other team in college football just look like amateurs, right? Like they they looked like they were a yeah. completely different class. Uh, so I and and center is a position of need. Uh, offensive line was definitely a position of need for Denver. And again, you know, they're just they're doing the opposite of the Raiders, right? They they are trying to do everything they can to protect their young quarterback. So now they're giving him a center who, you know, was just involved in the, you know, the most historically great college football offense we've ever seen. So, yeah, I mean, I think you have to feel that this was a really good selection and and Drew Locke should feel happy so about it. One thing on LSU, nine LSU players drafted thus far. They had 14, I think according to the ESPN 200, 14 ranked in the top 200. Um, it looks like they're on pace to hit that easily. I, I mean, you know, and 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 we're it's just just going to become a problem every year. I mean, not a problem, but every year we're just going to see more Bama, more Clemson, more LSU, and more Oklahoma yep. players go because those are those are really the four teams Ohio that State. are going to be in the. Oh yeah, and Ohio State. Yeah, That's those really are going to be the four or five teams that are always in the college football playoffs and that get most of the five star recruits. Dave. Okay. Oh, I thought we were going to transition to our guy, Gabe Warranty, but that's okay. I want to ask you, um, Davis, the idea of this LSU player, though, Tristan Berry, was, like you said, supposed to be a first-round talent. Why, why do you think the fall here, there were either other LSU linemen who went ahead of him. Are there any flags here that we're seeing? Because, like you, I thought this was a early second-round kind of grade. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see a medical thing. I didn't see, you know, a drug testing thing or or anything. You know, as, as far as uh, as far as I was able to see, it's just one of those random drafts. Like, you know, every year you will see good offensive linemen go third, fourth, fifth round because they just, uh, you know, didn't fit whatever team was available at the time. And, and uh, the Broncos might have gotten a big steal here. All right, good stuff out of Davis Maddock. Uh, Davis, we might catch up with you. Uh, in the final hour of the program, but thanks for all the info. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, beautiful. Thanks, guys. All right, Gabe Morenci's in. Hey, Gabe, you talk about the running back position, and you know Buffalo probably here looking to get a dynamic on offense. They've already got a strong defense, maybe to pair with Singletary. You talk about Zach Moss. One of the things that me. And
and one of our insiders, Jared Smith, have been hearing is that the Bills are also potentially connected here in these middle rounds to Joshua Kelly, the running back out of UCLA. This is a guy who got over 1,000 yards both of his last two seasons, another Pac-12 running back. Do you think that Kelly could be an option here as well? Do you definitely think they're going to add some uh, dynamic play to the offense here at the running back position at some point? You know what? I do like uh, Kelly, but I think Moss is a better fit. Uh, for what they're uh, what what they're looking to do, you know the Bills the Bills do a good job of identifying the type of character players uh, that they're uh, they're looking for, and you know another offensive lineman, big smash mouth, uh, big uh, big offensive lineman to throw into the mix uh, wouldn't hurt them right now. They have to get this right, right? They gave away a lot of their draft picks uh, to get Stephon Diggs, so yeah. when, you know you've got to you got to pick your poison correctly here, Blewett. Yeah, I mean, I, the one, yeah, go ahead, Ariel. But, uh, the, but Gabe, one, I just wanted to ask you about the edge rusher situation because it's an area of need for the future. You have Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, and Trent Murphy who are 33, 32, and 30 years old. How could you see the Bills trying to address that situation? Well, you know, that's why I thought Zach Bond would have been such a nice fit uh, for the Bills. The Bills have uh, had a lot of success. You look at Alexander, uh, Lorenzo. You look at um, you look at Jerry Hughes. The Bills are big fans. They like the linebacker, edge rusher type of linebacker type yeah. uh, that can get at the quarterback. And I think that's the direction they're going to be looking at uh, here um, as, as they build on what they have right now. But let's be real, guys. We're in the best available uh, you know, best available player uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, the GMs are in tough. And I've always thought they should actually get – they should get 10 minutes now and five minutes in the first round. You don't need five minutes. No, no, I was there. You don't need five minutes in the no, first round. No, it's so round. true. I get it. Like, now it's harder. Now it's like, man. And you notice last night, guys, every player, and I tweeted about this, I talked about it in the chat, every player last night had, like, a great hard luck story. And not great, but, you know, sister died tragically when they were a kid, uh, got shot when he was 12, lived on the street, uh, was in big house fire, you know? Everybody had a sob story, overcame adversity, and now is a first-round draft pick. You notice tonight the stories are more, uh, well, yeah, there was an allegation, an incident. Uh, you know, tonight the theme is— A diluted fell, sample. Yeah, yeah, tonight the theme is, Mike, uh, fell in the draft due to fill in the blank. That's, <laughs> that's right. where we're at. The there was a test. stories are done. All the great sob stories are done. Tonight it's all like— yeah, let's see. He's not the greatest kid, but damn, he's a good talent. Would have went in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pat your bills on the back, and I've said this to you many times. Uh, what I do appreciate about them is that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are so on the same page with the type of player that they're trying to get. They're obviously moving some of the Carolina Panthers that they liked up there. They got Addison and Vernon Butler this same offseason. Uh, they go out and they get digs. They're just done a really good job of getting players. I just wonder, they drafted Dawson Knox. Yeah, all, not all the Panther acquisitions worked out, a.k.a. I, Kelvin Benjamin. I hear you. I hear you. But, Josh Norman up. That'll be interesting this year, too. Yeah, they got Josh Norman on a, on a one-year deal. What about this? Dawson Knox, they obviously oh, have a oh, developing wait. tight end. What about is Adam? It oh, it is. There it is. Yeah, and, and, and who, who, just, who, who, who just called this? You're two for two tonight, buddy. You, you, you went out on a limb twice. Bills. He loves his bills. Yeah. So what do you think, you, Zach Moss? Like, uh, it's like the Bulls documentary. Uh, Jordan's getting 14 minutes, and he's putting up big points in those 14 minutes. I'm Michael Jordan, except yeah. I'm white. Uh, I'm bald, though, too. Uh, yeah. But, hey, what can I say? We were just talking about this fit, um, this fit for the Buffalo Bills, actually. Uh, you know, it's funny. We it, To understand, understand um, betting and to understand, you know, drafting, as GMs to understand what the opponent is going to do. And, you know, we talk about it. McDermott, Brandon Bean, and the Buffalo Bills look for a certain type of football player. And it's yeah. ironic because, you know, Moss, who played in, like, brutal conditions, man. Like, we're talking some nasty stuff this kid has played in. He's actually from Florida, right? He's okay. actually from, uh, you know, outside of Miami, like every other player in the NFL uh, is right now. But I like this pick. I like him better than A.J. Dillon, actually. People were talking about a potential A.J. Dillon fit. Um, Dobbins and Singletary are two kind of, the, you know, similar. Here now you've got, you got Singletary, more of a little bit of a speed and nifty type of guy. And now you've got Moss, who's just a mean kid that's going to put his, almost a young Frank Gore. And I'm not saying he's the next Gore, but sort of is. He is the next Gore because he's just replaced Frank Gore. So, yeah, he is the next Gore. Uh, that's, that's the way they're thinking of what was Gore. Physically, mentally tough.
Uh, this Zach Moss kid's physically and mentally tough. Like, love the pick. Hey, Gabe, let me ask you, because you know here I'm on the fantasy side of things, right? So when you look now look at this backfield in Buffalo, you have Singletary there already. You have now Moss. Do you think that this is sort of an equal kind of timeshare? Or do you think ultimately when all is said and done, one will be slightly ahead of the other in terms of touches and carries and ultimately production? That's a good question. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, though, from a fantasy uh, perspective, look, we saw what uh, John Brown did and was very affordable in the DFS world. They didn't trade all these players not to get to ball to Stephon Diggs either, right? So I think from a fantasy standpoint, I'm not really in love with either of the Buffalo running backs. You know, RB2, Dane, and season long, you know, and maybe a, a plug-and-play in DFS. Uh, but, you know, Josh Allen, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, Josh, to absolutely. me, like, when I talk about the Buffalo, when you think of the Bills fantasy-wise, I'm thinking Josh Allen. And listen, you guys are all, uh, you know, fantasy studs. Um, so you would understand that. But, you know, Josh Allen, now that he has someone to throw the ball deeper down the field to with Brown and with Diggs, and when it's not there, Josh Allen can still take off. To me, Josh Allen's fantasy uh, potential goes way up here. Based on this Buffalo draft, how ready do you think the Buffalo Bills are to make a run for the Super Bowl? Well, Super Bowl is, you know, let, let's start off with uh, getting a home playoff game first, right? Jeez, <laughs> uh, but, Ariel's just throwing hey, listen, a, rolling no, a grenade listen, right in. Yeah, I like your positivity. What? Because you know what? The Bills, to me, in the odds board are the best odds out there. Game time decisions. I, I was watching CNN over the weekend. Man, they were harassing 10 people who were going into a church. There's only, like, a loud 10 oh, gathering, oh, and, like, they're oh, like, oh, I think there's more than 10 people. Go to Doc Prescott's house. He's got, like, 30 chicks. And they had a Louisiana church service. The pastor's like, I'm not letting Satan and coronavirus stop us. Okay, bud, great idea. I'm sure God likes that. The level of irresponsibility, buddy, is just, it's, it's beyond stupid. The Sports Grid Network. Fantasy Sports Today. The, the landscape cha uh, changing in the NFL, specifically as it pertains to running backs, it may not be a bad time for the best running back in the NFL in Christian McCaffrey to potentially sign a long-term extension. That indeed, Christian McCaffrey did sign his long-term extension for quite a bit of money as well. I guess that's the full commitment at this point. McCaffrey's going to play out his days in Carolina, whether they're good or not, over the next couple of years. The Sports Grid Network. Pharrell. Coast to coast. You know, when I come to visit you and play PGA National, I always go to the massage parlors, and I'm a big tipper. I like telling stories of what happens inside the massage parlor when I'm done going to the massage parlor. I like doing things that are illegal. Nobody really wants to hear about your forays inside of a massage parlor. Yes, they do. The obvious profound disappointment is bestowed on anybody. We'll just leave it at that. The Sports Grid Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.